welcome to Girl Walks Into a High School. It's been a solid minute and a half. Two <laughs> since, months, in uh, fact. Yeah, since we recorded. Listen, we have busy lives. We are people who function in the world. And uh, this thing is just one of the things, one of the many amazing things that we do. But we're back at it. We're here when we're excited. Um, today we're talking about uh, Runaways. Not The Runaways, which is a Kristen Stewart movie. It's just Runaways or Marvel's Runaways. <laughs> I have to tell you that so, when I was trying to do some research on this show, like I kept typing The Runaways and I kept being like, yeah. that's a Joan Jet band. And I could not find, if you type The Runaways into Hulu, it doesn't come up, which I think is so stupid. Yeah. So I it literally does. thought the show was gone when it was like my turn to start watching it. I, I had a full meltdown. It took a lot of effort to find this show because it's not The Runaways. Yeah, even if you, like, search on Google, like, it won't come up with anything, so... Yeah, just, like, some branding feedback. Maybe make your show a well-known phrase. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, I actually, when I heard that the, this was going to be a show, I actually got the first um, graphic novel in the series. Just kind of, like, check it out because I was really excited. Oh, shoot. So, um, I know things <laughs> I, that you know I, if you... I actually yeah. did do a little bit of research because I just kind of wanted to see like how accurate it was. And I found out a pretty major spoiler that I found very upsetting. Oh, do you know like the spoiler? <clears throat> like, I don't, whoa. I don't know if it's the spoiler. Who did, okay. What is it concern? It concerns. I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without doing a spoiler for our lovely audience. Yeah. Uh, the four people who listen to this podcast. Okay. <laughs> it relates to, uh, oh, no, I don't know how to tell you without saying it. Like, does it relate to one certain character? It relates to a certain character and their longevity in the series. Okay. If you will. I think I know what you know. And if it's what I know, then that's really disappointing that that was spoiled for you. I mean... I'm very upset about it, but it just leads me to appreciate what I have in the moment. So, <laughs> okay. You know. And that's all like, I'll say about that.com because. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, I mean, we'll get into the structure of it, but like the show is definitely different from the graphic novel, which I actually really appreciate and like understand because I know that they need to kind of like stretch this out because, you know, it's a different format. Like a show is, is going to be structured differently than the graphic novel. But anyway, so that's a little bit of background about Runaways is that it originated as a Marvel um, graphic novel. And then, so I was going to start with like a rundown of the characters because there's so many characters in the show. Sure. So, all right, cool. So um, there are one, two, three, four, five, six main like teenagers of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are uh, six characters, and I had to, like, make myself a cheat sheet while I was watching it, because it was, like, too much for me to handle having yeah. that many new names to learn. And then all the characters have, you know, well, except for one of them, all the characters have a set of parents, so, Seriously. I mean, I mean, honestly, like, in a post-Lost world, we should be able to keep track of all of these characters, like, we've had the practice, <laughs> but it's still getting a little confusing, um, for like me, I for me the hard part is like knowing their last names. Like I know one of these people's last names, maybe two at this point. Like 
I know that Alex's last name is Wilder because they keep calling Mr. and Mrs. Wilder just that. And I know uh-huh. that uh, Gert's last name is um, York. And that has York. taken me four episodes to like, get a <laughs> grasp on that. Yeah. So, well, let's start with Alex Wilder because he's kind of like our entry point to the show. It's who we start yeah, with. He's such a um, cutie. I like him I a lot. Do we know him from somewhere? That... Is he a person that we that we should know? Maybe. He looks. Maybe. I'm going to look him up while, while you're talking. Oh. One of the things that I really like about the show is that most of these kids look exactly like their graphic novel counterparts. Do they really? Um, yeah, like, the kid that they have playing Alex looks exactly like how he does in the book. So that's really cool. <laughs> that is uh, cool. Yeah, so um, Alex, yeah, he's kind of like a, kind of a geek. Uh, he's a gamer. Um, and he's kind of like, he's kind of a loner. Um, and that's because he's, like, really upset about his friend's death. And the first thing that I thought that was really funny about the show is his parents kind of, like, talk to him during breakfast, and they're like, it's been two years, you really need to get out of this funk. And it, they just kind of made it sound like it was the first time that they had talked to him about it. And I was like, it's been two years, and you're only just, like, acknowledging the fact that he's, like, kind of isolated himself, and he's, like, really depressed after his friend's death. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a really long time to go, and it does seem like it's the first time they've had this conversation. Now that said, on my cheat sheet, because it was all coded for me, so like my cheat sheet for Alex just says best parents because I love the Wilders. I'm very into them. I I like like them a lot. If I had to choose like which parents I would want to like go and live with for some reason, it would, it would, I guess it'd be his parents, but then like his dad is kind of into some shady shit. So yeah, but he's like pulled, but he has like, his mother is black girl magic and his dad has pulled himself up from serious, serious circumstances. Like those two rock. I like them. Yeah. And I think that they have a moral, I think that especially his dad has a moral compass that the others don't. Like he's like, we're supposed yeah, to be a family. I, what did you do? I don't think this is okay. I don't like, like they, they seem to be having, especially Mr. Wilder seem to be having a real crisis of conscience where their participation in the pride is concerned. So I'm, I'm all in on the wilders, big fan. Okay. We're, well, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but like, Sorry. that's, that's, that's okay. That's like a debate that we could like go into more later. Like which set of parents is the best. Um, anyway, so yeah, Alex is a cutie. He's kind of like, I guess you would say he's like the main like kid out of the, he is. Out of the yeah. He's definitely um, the glue. Yeah, definitely. Especially at the beginning of the series, and we'll go into that. Um, next is uh, Carolina, who is um, drop dead gorgeous. Um, yeah. She's really pretty, and it's so interesting because in a, like in any other TV show, she would be like the popular pretty girl who like maybe is a cheerleader or something, but not in this show because her mom is the leader of a very um, well known like religious group slash. Colts for sure. I have um, so much to say about Giborum or however you pronounce it. Gibberum. Yeah. Gibbadoom. Brigadoon. I have so much to say about Brigadoon. I really um, appreciate this uh, kind of slow burn that they're doing with Carolina, which I don't know if you've caught on to yet, but like you will. And because I just so the audience knows, I've seen a few more episodes than, than Dana has. Um, I'm almost 
caught up. I like just haven't seen the latest episode, but um, yeah, so, yeah. I'm through episode four. So at this point, she's like taken off her little bracelet that keeps her from being a disco ball. And I put down <laughs> as her, uh, as Carolina's little note on my cheat sheet, I wrote weird glitter girl. <laughs> yeah. She's basically like some weird, like Hasbro doll. Anyway, well, we're going to get alien, into. right? Like she's like, she's like yeah. a, like a lab rat or an alien or something, right? No, like, like, notes for the future. She's an alien, but, but we'll get into their kind of like weird stuff. But also though, like I, I do appreciate that they're making her a little bit more of an outcast. I do find it a little bit annoying that like the two white characters are like in love and they're the boring ones and just, just wait. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, but like, whatever. I did appreciate no, like, the, I like her, uh, her going out and drinking her, her, uh, her rape storyline where mm-hmm. like the way that they're handling her grappling with the realization that she may, that she was almost raped, but she doesn't remember it is, feels very true to life to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I, I'm having a hard time disliking her, even though in any other show, she's the character I would dislike. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. automatically have a resentment towards the beautiful blonde ones. And I right. am having a really hard time disliking her. So that means yeah. you're doing something right. It's, it's different. And it's like really interesting to watch mm-hmm. and like refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just wait, on, just wait a little bit on her and like um, her relationship with Chase. Cause they're definitely doing a slow burn there, which I am really enjoying. Um, and one of the, um, interactions that she has with Nico, who I'll talk about next, is the one in, in the first episode in the bathroom. Um, oh, because yeah. with, her, with her faith, it's all, you know, like, positivity, and everything's great and happy, and um, she runs into another girl in the bath, another main character in the bathroom, and they're both, like, clearly upset, like, they went there to cry, and um, they're at the mirror, and Nico goes to fix her makeup, and she says something like, you know, you like, you don't need that makeup to like it just covers up like who you really are and nico says like some people use makeup and other people use smiles because she's known like carolina's known to just smile a lot and i thought that was like it was like whoa dang proof um that was interesting so anyway next is nico um also gorgeous um everyone on this show has perfect skin which i understand is television there's probably a lot of makeup happening but she Serving practical magic realness, just like <laughs> always looking incredible, beautiful. She looks like Stevie Nicks. Like she's incredible. Yeah. Like a dark Wiccan Stevie Nicks. Yeah. So just Stevie um, Nicks. Yeah. But Stevie <laughs> Nicks is like blonde, you know, she's like a, yeah. Anyway. Um, so Nico, she's the one whose sister died like two years ago. Amy, Some, right? Amy's her name. I'm trying so yeah. hard to keep track. <laughs> her name is, her sister's name is Amy, older sister. I don't, is it, did they say how she died? Like to this day, I don't know how she died. It seems implied that it was suicide, but that Nico thinks it has to do with the pride. Okay. Okay. Um, but so I, her- I would imagine we're going to go into it as the season goes on. Okay, yeah. Um, her parents, uh, Robert and Tina. That's their Robert, names? Yes, Robert and Tina. Robert, by the way, is a total dilf. Um, oh, that's seriously. That's the first thing I wrote down <laughs> about this show. Seriously. Um, yeah. Um, and they're, they're like... And Tina stands weird. 
Okay. You notice how wide <laughs> Tina's stance is? Like, there's this one scene where she goes to get, like, her weird scepter thing, and she, like, stomps into the room and makes a really hard turn and then stands with her feet wider than her shoulders, which is, like, a very intentional width. And I was just like, yeah. what an interesting acting choice, you strange woman. <laughs> Hey, she's a she's a powerful tech CEO. She's got to like have that power stance. I'm also know. a witch. I don't understand. Yeah, tech CEO slash witch. What a great combination. Yeah, is that on her LinkedIn? Uh, like, yeah, CEO at tech company, witch at life. She's like, listen, I've got two different venues I could like apply for. I can two different areas I can work in in this life. I can run your tech company, or I can like fucking make sparks fly out of my scepter <laughs> which like, do you want it's like i majored in technological development and i minored in spooky walks and shooting sparks <laughs> her but um Nico's main thing at the beginning is that her her mom is like mostly her mom is like very distant and like nico kind of like wants to like talk about her her sister and maybe like find something else about it that she doesn't know or something like that. Well, the first um, introduction we just... get to Nico is when she bursts into her sister's room, or she's caught in her sister's room, stealing her dead sister's tights. Which, after yeah. two years, like, I get it, but also, that's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, like, if you're, like, listen, there have been several times I'm trying to go out and I can't find my one pair of black tights, and if you know that there are another pair in the next room over, I guess it's like nobody's using, I don't know. It's, it's like, just like a very odd macabre way to be introduced to a character and a very quick and easy way to show the level of dysfunction in that household. For sure. For sure. Cause her mom comes in and she like shuts it down. Oh, her, her mom, mom freaks the fuck out. Yeah. Does not want to talk about it or anything. And then later um, in another episode, she's like, I'm going to seal up Amy's room and Robert, hottie Robert, hotter, if you will, is like, you can't do that. And she seals him in there and he's like, Ooh, I'm scared. It's like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Their relationship is a bummer. It is. And there's, uh, there's something that happens because of that a little later on. Um, so yeah, yeah, Yeah. they're definitely finding it for like that discovery um let's move on to chase chase is actually the one character who doesn't look anything like his graphic novel counterpart um and i think i know why but i don't want to spoil anything so he's a white dude who's like got whose job is to just be like cute well in the comic in the graphic novel he's also white he's just more of like a kind of like a skater bro um and here they have him he's like a popular jock what uh-huh. I read, I, I did read something about that where they were basically like, Chase has always been the most boring character, so we're trying to, like, make him interesting and multifaceted. I mean, they haven't done that, though. <laughs> like, good intentions, bad follow-through. I just, like, I'm sorry. I'm really at my wit's end. My patience level is very low for, like, young, handsome, successful boys who, like, get humanized by disappointing their rich fathers. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, I, I I, mean, to counter what I literally just said, I, um, I did like how, you know, when he stops those guys from basically, like, raping Carolina, and they were on yes. his 
Team, football team? I don't even know. Lacrosse. Like. Oh, it's lacrosse. Oh, lacrosse. Because do you not remember the mean girl who walks up to Carolina and is like, <laughs> and she's like, you're just a slut who ruins lacrosse. <laughs> oh, no. Lacrosse. The great American sport of lacrosse is now ruined. I was like, because why do you care so much about fucking lacrosse? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they, like, watched an episode of Teen Wolf and they're like, oh, lacrosse is cool. We'll do that. Yeah, also, know. like, I don't know many people who play lacrosse, so I don't understand why every teenager on every show is playing lacrosse. I don't know either. Whatever happened the to market- fucking baseball? No the marketers sputtered on lacrosse don't have it anymore. Anyway, I did like how, you know, when he saw what his team members were about to do, and he confronted them about it, and they were like, they were like, who cares? Like, what are you going to do, I man? He quits the team, like, right away. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I did think um, that was cool. I mean, he's clearly, like, a good person. He's just boring. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah for sure. I mean, I guess um, it's not boring to, like, do the right thing and be a feminist. Yeah, but... no, he just um, doesn't have very many, like, um, defining characteristics. At yeah. This, like, distinct defining characteristics. Yeah, it's like point. his major plot line is that he did that. Yeah, and, and his relationship with his dad. Um, played yeah, but that, by... kind of, that kind of disappeared. But his dad is played by Spike. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it comes back up again. It, they, um, yeah. Spike Things is kinda... fucking cray cray but nay nay in this show. <laughs> he is, and He's I think hallucinating. that... The, cast, the casting is really good on this show. Like, props to them. They did a good job, because I think he was a really good choice to play that kind of character. Um, yeah, the only one that I'm really not into is uh, is Nico's mom. I think she's a okay. little she's but but like she feels like a Marvel supervillain. So I, I <laughs> this is something I guess we can talk about later. But like I wonder if I'm harder on this show because it's a teen show than I than I am on like Marvel movies that have just as ridiculous things going on in them because it's like adults, quote unquote. I would, I would say maybe my response to that would be like, maybe we ex- like accept a little bit more in movies because movies, like especially the Marvel movies, can be kind of like goofy, you know what I mean? Um, and a little bit more comical in their. Um, ex- well, that's kind of what like the Marvel Renaissance was, right? It was that they started taking the movies really, really seriously. And then Thor Ragnarok got a lot of pushback because of how goofy it was, even though it's like the best ever. Because comic book nerds take their shit so seriously. Yeah, but if you think of, like, think of, um, I don't know, just like the ridiculousness of, um, like, vision is, like, kind of just ridiculous, but we, you know, accept that. Um, the comedy of, the comic sense of humor in the first Marvel movie was, like, really almost kind of out what's, there and what's the, first, what's the first Marvel movie? Hurry up. But, you know, the first Renaissance Marvel movie. Yeah, which, like, one, which one was it? What do you, uh, I don't think you know which one oh, it was. <laughs> I meant the Avengers. The first Marvel movie was Iron Man, ding that. Yeah, right. I meant to say Avengers. The first... The, like, the, in that movie, the first one. <laughs> yeah, I meant to say Avengers. Um, no, I was going to say the sense of humor in that movie was really goofy, and there are kind of, like, like characters and, and things in, in those movies that are kind of, like, really um, out there. Like, the Hulk. Like, we're, 
we're so much more willing to um, accept that kind of like broad um, goofiness in movies and TV being, you know, in the second golden age of television, we want everything to be really high quality. And so I think we're a little bit more judgmental um, about that. But also I forgot the reason why we started talking about this. <laughs> so. Oh, I was saying that I like think, uh, Nico's mom is, is a little ham fisted with her acting, I, uh, but I like all the oh. other people. We were talking about how the show is well cast and I was like, I just think she's a bit much, but again, oh. like Dr. Strange fucking floats around and I'm like, yep, that makes right. sense. So yeah. I think, I think that for me, it's, be, I'm holding it to a higher standard because it's a, it's, it's a show for like teenagers. So I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. But we're like, I, I, because there's not the superheroes flying around because it's a teenage show. It's like a periodical. I'm like, well, that's stupid. Like, I really think that once we watched fucking twisted on free form, I was like, these don't make sense. Like, yeah. And I think that we're looking to make sense of like something that's going to be very sustainable for multiple episodes and so I think that's why I find I I find Tina very frustrating because I'm like she's just so weird but you know that'll go away I I, yeah I just think maybe you're holding it to a higher standard not because it's a teen show but because it's just it's a tv show in general I disagree okay I just disagree because think of did you watch any episodes of Inhuman which was another Marvel tv show yeah and it was like ridiculous if it were a movie I think we would be a little bit like more willing to accept it. But as a TV show, it just looked like trash. Well, I also just think that like a TV show is like you're, you're potentially coming up with hundreds of hours of content as opposed to an hour and a half. So you can be a lot more specific about your moments that are a bit ridiculous, like in either in way too dramatic or way too silly because you, you have only two hours. So you only have about five of them. Whereas one an episode starts to one or two an episode becomes like 10 very quickly, you know? So I think it's just like a constant exposure to it that causes an issue. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Just the fact that it's a TV show, but you were saying that it's a teen TV show. Well, I do think that because it's a teen TV show, I'm holding it to a higher standard because I just, I, I, not even the higher standard. I think I'm just being, I'm just more ready to be judgmental, you know, because like that's because we're watching it from that perspective, right? Like we're watching it with like, okay, we have to talk about it for an hour. So, so I'm like, well, that's ridiculous over there. But meanwhile, I watched Thor Ragnarok and when fucking Chris Hemsworth is like, I know him from work. I'm like, what a genius <laughs> line. Like, because I'm not watching it to talk about it. Later. Like, yeah. So I'm not watching it to talk about it later. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Okay. Well, well let's move on. Okay. Yeah. That was um, a long conversation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is gonna be a long episode. So, but well, let's move on to Chase because we were just talking about him. Well, I feel um, like like I said, said all that so, needs to be said. He's boring. Yeah, he's kind of boring. Like he, we kind of already talked about him. His dad, Victor, is um, a famous inventor, but he's very um, abusive. Like I think in the very first episode, he hits uh, Chase's mom, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not. He's crazy. He's doing yeah, he so that's crazy, crazy <laughs> great. I mean, Victor, Victor's his name, yeah. right? The dad. He plays crazy. Spike plays crazy so well. Like, he's just a nut job. Although this is weird because it, it's actually a much more toned down crazy than Spike was. Spike was a fucking mad man. Okay. I don't, know how, I don't know how Wait. familiar you are with Buffy, but... Spike is I'm like, not familiar, and not especially with that character, but didn't they, like, date for a second? Don't hate me, because I don't know the answer to that. 
They didn't. Well, it would, it seems silly to say that Spike and Buffy dated because I wouldn't call what they did dating. If you know what I mean? Uh, they like fucked a lot. They like brought, there's an episode where they fuck so hard. They bring a house down. It's pretty incredible. Anyway, trust trust me. It's good stuff. They fuck so hard. A house basically explodes around them. It's pretty incredible. I I know that it sounds insane, but trust me, it works. (laughs) Like, Okay. <laughs> but but Spike is also a fucking like vampire with no soul. So he's he's moving forward in that trajectory whereas Victor feels like a functioning human who's like actively rejecting the idea of having a soul. I don't know. It's a very interesting character. I just watched the episode where he like tries to uh like kill a homeless man with a tire iron and Mr. Wilder is just like, "Oh, jeez. I don't want to do this." <laughs> <laughs> and Robert's okay. like, this feels extreme. <laughs> like, yeah. He keeps Seems hallucinating, though. Like, he's clearly going fucking bonkers. I'm really yeah. excited to see the trajectory of that character. Um, let's move on to Gert. Um, oh, Gert's man. My Gert's my favorite. I don't want to go lie. <laughs> the Riot Girl. I just love her. There's, I have multiple notes that are just like, but where can I get the shorts she's wearing? She wears this pair of shorts in episode three that are so incredible, and I want them so bad. I won't look good in them, but I don't care. Like, she's... She did send me a Oh, We'll put it up on our Instagram. Her outfit in episode three is, like, the best outfit ever. It's, like, I'm so into it. I want to dye my hair purple immediately. I love her so much. I think she's She's amazing. Um, yeah, so Gert is, uh, kind of dorky. She's not popular, um... It's kind of like a, like a low-key social justice warrior. Um, Not in like a low-key. She's, she's, she's like, she is an old-timey riot girl from Seattle. Like, she's amazing. For sure. Some people hate the term social justice warrior, though, so I just kind of wanted to play it down. Oh, um, I you mean. It is used in the pejorative. That's true. I just, yeah. I feel like she's just, like, an, she is a character of, do that. She's a Tumblr user. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, at the beginning of the show, she's trying to start, like, a club, like, a feminist club, and, like, nobody's, like, seems except to be interested. When, except for when she's, like, when they all show up and they're wearing shirts that say, yeah. I'm with her, but they change it to say, I'm with Gert. I know. And, and the, she was, like, surprised that anybody showed up. And that, that the one dude is, like, this shirt doesn't fill me with an uh, unending sadness anymore. <laughs> so um. She, she so, also, yeah, she, she's a really good actress, that one. I'm a big fan of her. Dude, fun fact, she was on, like, this um, Nickelodeon kids show before. No she, way. She's yeah. great. I like her what? a lot. Yeah. Yeah, the kids show was, like, this really bonkers, like, weird kids show that, like, people kind of got into because it was so strange. So, I don't know if people know what I'm talking, what show I'm talking about, but that, that was that girl. Um, so, Gert uh, really likes um, Chase, but she will not admit it. Like, uh, and she has one of those, she has a great moment in there where she, um, she's at Carolina's house and, uh, Chase knocks on the door and, and, and when Carolina opens it to see, and he sees Carolina and Gert together, he's like, Gert, you're here. You guys are friends. And it's very clear that he's like come to talk to Carolina and that they have like some, some juju between them. And Gert just says, I'm everybody's friend. And it is like, oh, she was singing my song. I was like, girl, I hear you. I feel you. I understand what you're saying. I remember the, the, those days 
it gets better. You're going to go to Sarah Lawrence and have a great life. <laughs> like, right, yeah. She's like totally yeah, going to Vassar, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, um, uh, all the kids kind of, well, we'll get into the, like, beginning of the plot, but they all meet up because, um, of a reason. And then Gert ends up there because she was supposed to meet up with Chase to, like, help him study for something, but he blows her off. Oh, and yeah. So she goes to Alex's instead. Um, her parents, Stacy and Dale, are actually the ones that I um, can remember <laughs> the most and like They're identify. <laughs> they are super stupid. There's scientists um, who are just like, "Oh my god, the lab!" I'm like, "What is happening right now? You have a pet dinosaur. This is too much." Yeah, they're, like they're kind of ridiculous, but at least that means that I can um, differentiate them between the other parents. That's um, true. Yeah. That's fair, I guess. Um, so her parents, Stacy and Dale, adopt Molly after her parents. Yeah. And shout out to Tumblr because I couldn't remember how her parents died, and I tried to look a fire. it up. Yeah, it was a fire. So thanks Tumblr for clearing that up for me. <laughs> um, her parents died in a somewhat suspicious house fire. Um, so with Gert's, fucking Tina's uh, burnt ass oh, hands. Yeah, <laughs> it was hell, Tina. Oh, um, Tina's a psych, like, 100% crazier than Victor, and Victor is a fucking vampire with no soul named Spike. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, um, what's her name, like, did a guest spot on the show? Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. How dare you call her what's her name? I just couldn't remember. I just uh, couldn't remember. We're gonna, I'm gonna no, make you watch that's... Buffy for, like, this entire show. Like, the show's just gonna become Buffy. It's gonna be called Girl Walks Into a Slayer, and we're, it's no. just, it's all happening. No, I'm shutting that down. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, anyway, Molly, um, she uh, kind of, like, starts puberty at the beginning of the show, and she, like, gets her period for the first time. Poor little um, girl. She's, like, what, two years younger than these kids? Three years younger? Probably, like, yeah, around there. Um, I, I would say she's, like, she's a freshman. She's 14. And they're, like, like probably, what, juniors, we think, maybe? Yeah. Seniors? Okay. Um, and one of the other refreshing things that I found on the first episode was when she can't, cause she's like, um, really excited to try out for the dance team, but yeah. she can't because she had cramps and, um, the like head, like cheerleader, dance leader or whatever was like, go to the, <laughs> go to the meditation center. We don't have to do this right now. You can just later. And I was like, Whoa, a nice cheerleader. I had the <laughs> I same was, reaction. Thank you. I was, I was like, like, wait, she's going to reschedule like, her yeah i was so expecting her to be like you failed get out of my gym or something like that same i was expecting Um, her to go full cheryl blossom on the situation and she was so sweet yeah and that's like you know probably what an actual team leader would say you know at least they're not all mean crazy that was a really um good thing that the writers did i liked that a lot yeah, because they could have so easily been like, this isn't a character, but she's a dance, she's a dance slash cheerleader leader. So, you know, we can just say, make her say something snarky and like, it doesn't matter. But they were like, you know, took it a different way. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's all the characters. Um, well, well, wait, we're missing one thing about Molly. She has super strength, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I was debating whether to say that now or like later. Well, it, when happens, we start- it happens really fast. It seems like, it seems like yeah. her super strength comes in when she gets like upset 
or like in mm-hmm. heightened emotional states. And then she has to take a nap, which I'm like, girl, yeah. I, again, I relate. I have to take a nap all the time. The thing I want to yeah. say about Molly is like, I'm learning what kind of adult I am because when she's trying to, there's an episode where like Mrs. Wilder suspects her of like breaking into their house and she gets confronted with it. She goes into the bathroom and she like gets really upset because she knows she's like caught. She rips the toilet out of the ground of this, of this restaurant that she's in and then like opens the, like breaks the window. And then when she realizes that she's going to be able to escape because of her super strength, she was like, awesome. And I just wrote, destroying property isn't awesome, young lady. I'm like so mad at her for doing that. Wow. Find the rebel in you, Dana. <laughs> I feel really bad for... Listen, I work in food service. I feel really bad for the restaurant employee who's going to figure that out and have to fix it. True, but also, like... There is a barista who does not make enough money for that. Absolutely. Well, hopefully the, the owner would take care of that, and that's their job. But she's also, like... She was being confronted very seriously uh, by someone that she now knows is, like, a murderer, so it was kind of like a dire oh, situation. I mean, fair, but you okay. don't have to be excited that you can burst a window down. I mean, anyway. don't you think that would be kind of if you did that? Yes, it would be cool. I get it. But, like, I would also feel very guilty. Okay. Destroying property is not, fu- is not cool, kids. Anyway. You're right. It's anyway. been a piece. You know. uh, but, yeah, props to that actress because when she does get tired after she, like, enacts her super I totally believe it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that totally would happen. And I'm like, girl, you look tired. Lay down. Sometimes I wish she would lie down in, like, a safer, more logical place. Yeah, lying down <laughs> but in that alley, I was like, Mm-mm. Yeah, she just, like, fell asleep in an alley. And I'm like, girl, like, find, like, find a bench. I don't know. Of course, sweet girl. <laughs> so, anyway, we've, we've touched on it a lot. But at the beginning of the series, um, these – okay, so, basically, they're, all their parents are part of a group called pride which fronts as um i guess like it's a a non-profit they're like we've got to talk about the fundraising gala and i'm just like like a charity group i actually love that because i'm like how many times have our parents when we were growing up say like oh i've got to go meet about this like pta meeting and we're like whatever that means and like you never know what they're actually doing like our parents like everyone's parents could be just going to swingers meetings and we just are like oh parents i actually thought that i think that front is hilarious because, like, yeah, do they well, throw a like, fake gala every year? Like, or, or yeah. do they just talk about it? It's like they were like, okay, we have to make it sound like we're doing something else. What's the exact opposite of what we're actually doing? Saving the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they're part of this um, group that called Pride, and they meet up. I don't know. They used to meet up, like, fairly often it sounds like and they would bring the kids with them and so the kids would hang out while they're doing their yeah it seems like it it seems like this the the pride meeting that happens in the first episode is supposed in the first and second episodes which I would like to touch on in a minute um Mm -hmm. it seems like based on the like it's not very clearly explained by the by where I am in the show but it seems like it's supposed to be the last meeting or like one of the last pride meetings that they have. Like, it seems like they're at the end of whatever this commitment to the pride is that they've made. So it's- uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, it's not entirely clear, 
But it does sound like like they're close to achieving what yeah, they're trying. They keep saying like our obligation is over. This is the last time we'll have to do this or something like mm-hmm. that about uh, the ritual that they have to engage in, which we should just get into. So, first of all, I really like that the first and second episode are combined, sort of combined. Is that the right term? You're a screenwriter. Like- you tell me. Well, um, I don't think there's really, like, a term for it. It's basically, like, the first episode is, like, from the kid's perspective, this day or night from the kid's day slash couple days, whatever, from the kid's perspective. And then, and then the second episode is the same time frame, but from the parent's perspective. I love that. You didn't like that? I don't like it because, like, I'm watching a teen show. I don't want to watch a whole hour about the parents. You oh, know what I mean? Shoot. Oh, we're about to have a fight. Because I think that that's okay. actually the, well, I don't think we're really going to have a fight, but like, I think that would be a dumb thing to fight about. Uh, but like, I, I think that that's like the best part is that you're basically watching two storylines and waiting to see like who figures out what. And like, you're learning. So, I, cause we've talked about this before, how much, what, I don't remember which show we were talking about, but we've talked before about how it's, how I, at least I said that I liked, I think you were like, I'm on the fence. It depends, I guess. But so I guess this is actually very in line with always how we think, but I, I've talked before about how I really like when shows tell the audience stuff that the characters don't yet know instead of like us learning things with the main characters. And I thought that that was really, I think they do that really well on this show. And I loved that the first episode, I kind of thought it was going to be that way all the time. Like we'd have an episode from the perspective of the kids and then the adults and then the kids and then the adults. I think that would get really tiring, but I thought that's how it would be. You've also talked about how in one of the recent shows that we watched, like it focuses a little bit more on the parents. I think it was the OC. Oh yeah. How- yeah. I do like when it focuses on the parents. Yeah. They have storylines too. And so that it is very in line with like your preferences. That's true. Shows. Whereas I don't, I don't really care about the parents ever in any but show. They I have villains. It's so cool to follow the yeah. villains and the heroes at the same time. Yeah, you're totally right. Like, it's different with this show because the parents do play a really big role in the plot. So, like, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. But I didn't really need a whole hour of it because I was kind of like, okay, where are the kids, though? Like, where are the teens? Are they coming <laughs> up? Oh, not in this episode. Okay. All right. Fine. And, okay. All right. I guess, yeah. I guess I was just like, so, you know what? Ugh, I'm so easy. Maybe I was just like, what a cool, interesting thing that I haven't seen before that I, like, really love yeah. it. Because I feel like sometimes people do that, but, like, many episodes apart, they'll be like, we're going to play this back. Mm -hmm. I loved that it was back-to-back. But maybe I was just impressed by the technique. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was good. All right. Um, Oh, oh, really? Oh, man. I thought everyone liked it. Oops. Now I'm I'm questioning my talent. No, it's... Ah. No. That's why we're talking about it is because we're going to disagree on some stuff. Fine. I don't like to disagree. (laughs) It hurts my heart. I'm sorry. Eh, it's all right. We've been friends oh, for like 17 years. We're going to disagree about stuff. No, this is it. We're not friends anymore. Because Damn, we don't because of Runaways? Because I like you that. You ruined everything. Shoot. Um, so wait, I have okay. a question for you. Because okay. you've watched more okay. of the show than me. Do they explain what this fucking Bane guy in Carolina's mom's like weird dungeon bedroom is? Oh, my God. I don't even. This is like the one part I can do without because basically like the uh, Carolina's mom, who's the leader of like this fucking sacrificial cult. Uh, um, well, I, guess I part love of it. Pride is 
pride is doing the sacrificing, not necessarily Paul. But that's like where at the beginning where she got this um, chick, this Des- girl Destiny, to sacrifice. Right? It's through the church, right? Her name's Destiny, right? Yeah. <laughs> a little on Such the nose. Such a stereotype. There. A little on the nose, exactly. <laughs> um. So what was I talking about? Yeah. So like she had, she's like the leader and like, she's at a level that like even her husband like is trying to get to, but like is failing. Like it's like, it's all bullshit. Like they're making bullshit. It's so Scientology. I'm, I've read so many books on Scientology. I love this fake religion. I would watch a whole show just about, I like love this shit. Yeah. Like I'm in. Religion slash cult itself is, like, I do find pretty interesting. But the mom has, like, this room that nobody else is allowed in. And in this room is, like, <laughs> this is the most ridiculous part of the show. And <laughs> people have super- And this is the most ridiculous part of the show. So can you describe, like, what is, like, lying down? Because I don't remember what state he starts in. Yeah. He basically uh, is, like, a combo. He's, like... You know what he is? He's like a shriveled up, withered version of the king in Mad Max Fury Road with the fucking face mask and the oh, gray skin. Yeah. And he just lies there. Or he sits. He lies there. His body kind of moves around the room, but it seems very clear that someone's like moving it for him. Probably her. Uh, and he like, it, it seems to me, it, based on the four episodes that I've seen, that the, the pride, so the pride like sacrifice, Tell me if I'm wrong. The pride sacrifices young women once a year or something. And that mm-hmm. makes him not die with his fucking Mad Max Fury Road face mask thing. And it seems like, um, yeah, it seems like he's a very important, like integral part of what they're trying to, to do. Yeah. So I, I thought maybe it was like her dad or something. But at one point she gets naked and like lies with him. And I was like, eh. They have like light sex. Like, I don't even know. She just like, like taxing on the body to have sex if you're that sick. But I, but it's like not like, but maybe it's not actual sex. Maybe it's like some metaphorical, like, you know, like it's like, maybe it's like spiritual sex or something. Like, I don't know. What? (laughs) She like gets on top of him and then around like their private areas there's like a giant like glow of light yes it's so <laughs> weird it's and it's so just like weird. i did not need to see that like i saw the shape of water yesterday oh. and that was kinky and weird but i i got behind that more than i got behind this but glowing you know, light <laughs> it's that weird thing where it's like i know that i just advocated that i like the parents but at that point i was like uh can we check in on Gert and, yeah. her, te- and her telepathy with a dinosaur? Right. Because, like, because Gert can give the dinosaur that her parents have created, and they keep calling her their dog. Gert can and and to me, I'm like, okay, I can get in line with that. This lady right. has a fucking Bane guy in an all white room, and I'm like, it's too much. <laughs> like, it's too much. It's so it's, weird. It's exactly three steps forward. Too much, you know, yes. like. Take three and a half, half steps back, and then I might. Then we can talk. Yes. This is really strange. Does it, um, does it develop further? Like, do you have any insight for me as to what this is about? Because it's so weird. Well, I can tell you that this is not in the graphic novel. Not that well, I that's remember. That's why it's bullshit. 
the so the graphic novel uh we should talk about it a little bit because we can talk about like the structure of this show the graphic novel once the kids find out that pride is just a front for like this sacrificial something that's going on and their parents are murderers they take off and yeah, the rest of the runaways <laughs> yeah they're runaways so i oh. looked up i looked up um like an av club article about it i was just kind of like i'm actually quite enjoying this show even though it's insane and weird and like doesn't make a ton of sense. I wonder how the critics feel. And the AV Club's review of episode four was like, I'm starting to think that the runaways will never run away. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I get it. Like up until like the last episode I watched, it was like, oh, I get it. They need to stretch this out. Like they, they, we need to, you know, they want to find out more about the parents and like explore the relationship between the kids and the parents, which I think they've done a good job of doing. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of like, at this point, I thought they would have run away by now. I think they, um, I wonder I if they're trying to like save, save that for like a yeah. finale. I think that's what they're doing in the next season. They're going to be like on, on the road. Um, well, which is a question think, for you as a person who, who has taken multiple screenwriting classes for television and like went to Columbia for this shit in TV writing school, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what it's called. That's what they call it, right? They call it TV yeah. writing school. You have TV, a degree yes. from TV writing school. Um, <laughs> in TV writing school, do they tell you to like, not advance, like, like how do they talk about advancing the plot? Because it seems like the plot is going to get, I don't know, because I'm only four episodes in. So right now it actually does feel like around the time that if they're going to run away, they should run away because that's kind of the conceit of their show. Especially after Alex gets kidnapped by someone who's like angry at his dad. Like oh, he's that realized why he's kidnapped? So uh, the last episode that yeah. I saw, he just got taken away in the van. I don't mind any spoilers. I just, I was like, huh, interesting. No, that's why I kind of didn't agree with you about his parents because like he got kidnapped because he betrayed his best friend from like, prison and he's trying to develop land in an area like where he grew up you know he like grew up in the hood or whatever and he's trying to go back and like basically gentrify this area and his best friend that he grew up with who they also like went to prison together or whatever it has to do with him like betraying his friends and so he wants to go back to like his hometown and like buy this like building and like redo it up. And his friend is like, no, you can't do that. Um, and so he's well, like, gentrification is a very complicated topic, but isn't he trying to make a school? I thought he was making a school. Well, and also he's going to profit from this, you know? And his oh. friend is like, you left me high and dry. I'm not going to let you do this. And so basically his friend and his, like his crew, uh, take Alex. Yeah. And I, and Alex, now, see, it's not his kid. You know, I'm kind of with the friend on this, except for the kidnapping of a child. <laughs> right. And so that all goes down, which you'll, you'll see. And it's kind of like, and like he, Alex is, Alex sees his dad do some stuff and knows that like, this is because of his like business dealings. It's like, after that point, you're like, okay, my dad is a shitty person. I need to get the heck out of here. That would have been a great point for that to happen. But then again, I do know more stuff that like, I don't think, you know, so like maybe it is not a good, like maybe that's not in line with what Alex wants. But again, um, in TV writing school, right? <laughs> do you think that a TV writing professor would be like, "Yeah, do this"? Like, what's the argument for it? Because it does seem like the conceit—it's like the name of the show—is Runaways. Yeah. So, are, do you think they're just trying to do an origin story, or like really, like if it's in the graphic yes. novel, this I don't understand. 
They are trying to do an origin story. I was actually on the um, ta- the runaway tag on Tumblr before um, we came on Skype, and um, there was a quote from the chick who plays Gert, um, who's saying, who basically she's like, "Don't worry, like it will align with the graphic novel. This is basically kind of just a beforehand." origin story that the writers wanted to do so like if that answers your question that's not really from like a technical point of view yeah here's the quote um this season is kind of like an origin story to the start of the comic it's a lot of in-depth character exploration and a lot of very cool and interesting plots that just add a, a lot of depth and stakes to what's already in the comics i promise this stuff in the comics will happen so yeah like okay. there's your answer <laughs> all right i mean okay do you think that there's a way, writing-wise, because I agree that, like, I, I actually don't mind the plot, but I was thinking about that, and I, I would imagine that anyone who's, like, an actual fan of the show is probably, or the, the comic is probably not super stoked mm-hmm. by the, like, length. But do you think that there's a way that they could have done all of this origin story stuff and had them run away earlier? Yeah. I mean, really? I don't know exactly what they have in store, but, yeah, I think it would have been, like, a... I think they, they could have been... See, this is what starts to happen um, a little later, um, is that, you know, while the kids know that their parents are murderers and, like, morally corrupt, a couple of them actually start bonding with their parents. Like, Chase's dad finds something that he, like, uh, invention that he's been working on, and Chase is, like, scared he's going to, you know, get all abusive and, like, ruin it and, like, get mad. But he actually is, like, super into it and wants to help him out. And Chase is, like, really excited because he's never bonded with his dad this way before. That's yeah, a trap. So, That's absolutely a trap. Don't do that. Right? And then Nico um, takes the scepter, and she's like, whoa, cool, like, and starts playing with it. And her mom finds out Was again. That the one, is that the one where the snow happens? Yeah. I and then she so. takes her shirt off and sits on Alex. Yeah. She's like, don't touch me. That was the yeah, best yeah. scene. <laughs> I love so that So mom finds her with the scepter, and instead of getting angry and, like, you know, dismissive about it uh, or distant about it. She's actually like, okay, yeah, I guess it's time that you, you know, learn about this stuff and like, you know, allows it to happen. So like while the kids know that like their parents aren't who they thought they were and actually very dangerous, they're actually like kind of bonding with them and like don't really want to mess that up. So I think it would have been a really good idea for them to start to like a plan to run away but then some of them have second thoughts because they're actually like getting to know oh. their parents differently. Well, it I think that like would too. If they're gonna run away, it sounds like they're setting up a really big thing that forces them to run away, right? Yeah, like, there's got to be I something. That would be. I don't know what that would be at this yeah, point. Yeah, me neither. That's weird. Huh? Yeah. So this Bane thing is driving me crazy. But I would like to now move on, if you're okay, with talking yeah. about this fucking dinosaur in the basement situation. <laughs> Do they name the dinosaur ever? I feel very upset that the dinosaur is just like this creature. They do, but I don't remember what they name it. I can look it up, though. Nah, it's all right. I'll let it be a surprise. It, I didn't, just to sin, I didn't win the Hamilton lottery. No! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> R.I.P. Dreams. I've still never seen it, and I live in freaking New York City. Yeah, but, like, tickets are expensive. It's expensive, and it's just, like, a waste of my life. <laughs> like... Is it... Yeah, at this point, I feel like I know so much about it already that, like, I've seen the first act on, like, an illegal stream. No way. So... I see now, I've done the opposite. I've never listened to a single ounce of it. 
Really? Yes, intentionally, because someday I'm going to see it. And this happened okay. with the Book of Mormon, where the Book of Mormon, when it came out, was like the Hamilton of its day. It was talked about obsessively. It was like everybody was freaking out about it. Everyone kept saying it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen and like talked it up so much. And I listened to a couple of the songs and like watched the Tony performance. And then when Gabe and I got tickets to go see it after like three years, we, it, it was fine. Yeah. But I think the magic of it was ruined because I'd, I'd upped my expectations and I already knew the music. I think if I had experienced it fresh, I think I would have enjoyed it so much more. And so I'm trying really hard with Hamilton to be like, I don't see it. I don't hear it. La 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 la. I'll get there eventually. That's exactly how I feel like it's going to happen with Hamilton if I ever do see it. But like, I still want to see it, you know? Well, then I got really discouraged because, um, Casey Wilson, who I absolutely adore. I listened to their podcast, Bitch Sesh. I listened to an episode where she was like, I'm going to go see Hamilton. And then the next episode, she was like, breaking news, guys. I did not like it. She's oh, like, wow. She's like, it's a bunch of white people being like, they're rapping. And she's like, it is not good. And <laughs> oh, she got, my. she got a lot of blowback, but then she talked, she was like, these, these artists are, who are rapping are really, really good. No, she meant the audience was white people who are getting oh. excited about rapping. She was like, oh. the rapping is literally like, I'm Hamilton. And I'm here to say that I'm Hamilton and that's okay. <laughs> she said the rapping is like pretty rudimentary, which I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard it. So I don't know, I don't know but I know, you know, but you know, you know, Lynn manuel Miranda is, is a, is a great man and an activist and I respect him. And I, if I, yeah, like he's doing fine, like Casey Wilson's review of his music is not going to tarnish him in any way. No, so and people like, got so mad at her that the next week she was like, I do not apologize for my reaction to Hamilton. I am yeah. allowed to have an opinion. But I'm sorry that you all got so upset. <laughs> like she was, just, I guess she got like a hundred thousand emails, and then yeah, uh, she's brought it up a few times, and like at the live shows for that podcast, and people just like boo her. Wow, it's very bizarre. Yeah, people can have their own opinion. Yeah, are you still looking up the dinosaur's name? Yeah, this just in. I typed in um, "runaway dinosaur." It turns out that's an episode in season two of The Flash that guest stars Kevin Smith. What? In his fucking jersey. Yeah, what? I was confused for a second. I don't um, even understand what you just said. So the show, because the, it came up and I saw a picture of, of what's his name in, that plays in The Flash, Grant Gustin, and I was like confused. Turns out that's the title of an episode of The Flash in season two. Oh. Where yes, there's a runaway dinosaur. I don't know. That show got kind of like out there. But also it what, gets what, 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 Why does everyone want dinosaurs in their show? I don't know. Well, that show has a lot of, like, super, what I don't know, whatever. Um, so the dinosaur is named Old Lace. Yeah. As in arsenic and? Yeah. That's weird. But... Often nicknamed as O-L. Well, okay. 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 <laughs> I don't really understand why they felt the need to make a dinosaur. And I certainly don't understand why Gert has telepathic abilities with it. Do they explain why? I think the parents. I think the parents did that on from not in the show, but from what I remember in the in the graphic novel. I think the parents did that on purpose. Like they designed the dinosaur to be able to communicate yeah. with Gert. Okay. Yeah, they haven't. Then how come my parents them? only get me like socks for Christmas, and this bitch gets a dinosaur that can understand her telepathy? Because your parents are academics; they're not scientists. <laughs> like. I mean, ask I've your parents. I've still never gotten a pony, but this bitch gets a fucking velociraptor. 
<laughs> that she can talk to. Yeah. It's unfair. Empathically. So they, they just feel each other, you know? They're like, I feel you, dinosaur. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool like, if her I get name... <laughs> what? it be cool if her name was Arsenic and then it was Arsenic and Old Lace and they were like a buddy cop show? That would, that would be awesome. I would love that. That's kind of a weird name for like a girl, for like a teenage girl. Ar- well, maybe oh. she like calls herself that. Like maybe that's not a real name, but she's as like, a, call me Art. As opposed to Gert, a common yeah. name. But I totally believe that those parents would name their daughter Gertrude. Yes. Oh, my God. I also love all the Jewish shade that the Yorks throw. Like, when uh, when they were like, oh, maybe it's just a Gaborim thing. Maybe maybe the pro- maybe they're all just in Gaborim and they didn't want to talk about it. And <laughs> Gert's like, well, the world could do without, their, without the Yorks Passover brisket. <laughs> yeah. She was like, actually, you're allowed to have, like, Gaborim is a really open and accepting religion. You're allowed to keep all of your traditions. And she was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Yorks actually um, try to, like, run away. So, like, yeah, I guess. Yucatan. Yeah, Molly's parents, like, left them land, I guess. Yeah, I want to know, did they talk more about, like, the Hernandez-York relationship? Because they seem to feel a lot of responsibility towards Molly and, like, the fact that the Hernandezes left them their land. It's very interesting. I wonder if they had some sort of secret alliance within the Pride before they died. Yeah. And that's why they were freaking out. Yeah, I definitely think that there are relationships that are stronger than others in that group and some maybe some secret like agreements or whatever well the strongest relationship is between robert and chase's mom (laughs) because (laughs) oh damn that poor woman i tell you she deserves that dilf i know right but i'm so scared for when tina finds out because you know she is gonna go full carry underwood on that situation um, the latest episode I watch, everybody finds out. <gasps> yeah. And it's really funny because Nico, like, does not expect, like, her death. Like, she misses it, like, when everybody finds out. And Chase goes up to her and is like, so this is happening. Like, our parents are having an affair. And she's like, my mom and your dad? And, he's like, and she's like, my mom and your mom? And he's like, no. <laughs> and she like, just cause her mom is like, so, you know how she is. She just does not expect her dad to be the one. How many fair? It was a funny moment. That's um, but yeah, I felt, I felt kind of, I know you don't like the Yorks as I mean, I, I only kind of like them, but it felt like so them. bad because they're just ridiculous. They're just all. like, I feel like they're one episode away from like just skating through the kitchen on roller skates. Like, Hey guys, like it's so <laughs> absurd. They're like, yeah. yeah like, I never liked you. That happened to a friend of mine. A friend of mine. Hold on. Super quick side note. A friend of mine told me that one time when she was in, uh, you remember the skate when we were youths, skate rinks were very popular. She was at a skate yeah. rink with her with her boyfriend in like eighth grade, and the way that he broke up with her is during a free skate. He skated by her, and he was like, "Hey, Kayla." I never liked you. I just like went out of frame. <laughs> That's the best story ever. Seriously awful. But then they, they like are in the eighth grade and they have to like get a ride home together. Yeah. Like, oh, they're like, quiet. my mom's picking you up. Like, no, it's the best thing ever. She loves that. I love that story. Poor Kayla. I'm sorry, Kayla. I didn't mean to tell your story, but she thinks it's really funny. So hopefully she'll let me tell it. 
That's good. She thinks it's funny. Thank God, because she tells that story. And like the first time she told me that, I cried laughing. I was like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. But yeah, I feel like the Yorks are two, two episodes away from just like going up a flight of stairs with like a big stack of books and just being like, oh, and doing like an Amanda Bynes pratfall down the stairs and okay. everyone just being like, my parents. And then it's just being like, da, 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 da. Like, well, like they try, they like make plans to run away, but Nico's mom finds out and Nico's oh. mom is scary as fuck. And she like shuts it down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I would want to run away too. I would want to run away because of the Yucatan. How do we <laughs> so make Tina stop being so intense? Yeah, like, I feel like she needs a spa vacation. Like, she doesn't deserve it, but she needs it. But also, like, the episode, she's, like, intense in all areas of her life. Because in the episode where we find out that Robert and Chase's mom, who is nameless, I guess, Melissa. When we find out that Robert and Melissa are sleeping together, before that is when they go on that date night. And she takes her underwear off and just puts it in his hand across the table. I was like... Under the table, girl. Not across the table. Go under the table. Everyone can see your panties right now. Maybe she's like bipolar because that was like a flip. Because he was like feeling not great in the relationship and then she was like surprised. <laughs> I, I feel like she listens to a lot of inspirational audiobooks that are like live spontaneously and she's like, I'm gonna. <laughs> and then like it just goes <laughs> yeah. so sad. She's like, step one to living spontaneously. Step one out of 56 steps. And she's like, great, I'm ready for step 56. It's like, you are now spontaneous. And she's like, yeah, I am. Like, <laughs> she's just like, she's so type A and crazy. And when he was yeah. like, you ignored me for two years and now you're giving me your underwear across the table. Like, I can't just have sex with you. Yeah, like, she didn't even want to go on that date. She wanted Nico to come with them. And he was I like, know. no, like, so nice. It was so awkward. <laughs> Um, Chase's mom is named Janet, by the way. Her name is Janet. Janet, yeah. Poor Janet. That's a fitting name <laughs> for such a tragic person. I feel really bad for her. She's having a hard time. Um, okay, so I I kind of know more what's gonna happen, but what do you Oh wait, there's one thing I wanted to there's two things. Okay, sorry, I went mm-hmm. to my like superfluous notes. Okay, so um, there's this one scene where they're like sacrifice. They're making a sacrifice. Okay, spoiler: they're sacrificing a dude, right? And oh. he, ha- for some reason, has to be naked and like walk into this thing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so like, somebody's standing like right in front of him, but Alex's mom is like behind that person. And um, this is like they don't make a thing of this. Like I barely noticed it. Like blink and you miss it. But she like looks around that person to look at the guy that's like naked. It's really yes. funny. I love her. Um, also, oh, you haven't seen it yet. But I was gonna see if you caught the Stan Lee cameo, but you haven't seen that episode. No, yet. I haven't. Yeah, but look. You out- know what? I actually wanted to talk to you about this. I kind of feel like. Because I know we have to wrap up soon. I kind of feel like we should, our next episode should just be the second part of this. And I should watch more so we can talk okay, about it that more. Okay. Because I'm having a really good time talking about the insanity yeah, of that I'm is this really, show. Aside from the creepy, like, light sex man, like, I'm <laughs> enjoying it. The light sex man. Like, I think I'm just going to skip over those scenes. No, and then other- I'm going to watch every minute of them until I can figure it out. Because I don't okay, understand. Let me know what happens. <laughs> Um, uh, the other thing that I caught was that I love Gert, but you can kind of tell that she's like 
a, a social justice warrior like in training because she mispronounced hegemonic. <laughs> she was like the hegemonic <laughs> and that's wrong. I thought that was funny. You know, I love Gert, but I have to say that if we went to school together, I think I would be tired of her in about two days. Yeah. She just seems like she's what a lot. It didn't seem intentional, but I, it, I guess it could have been. I definitely feel like you and I would be like, I think Gert is a genius. And like, I think we would become friends with Gert and then be like, it's a bit much though. <laughs> yeah. We would like go to the first few meetings of hers and then it would be like, I can't handle it. Today. Yeah. We'd start showing up less and less. We'd be like, you're just a lot. Like it's just a big presence. Yeah. But, like, watching her on screen is great. But she's fabulous because, again, it's not all the time. Oh, I love her. Um, So do you have any uh, predictions of what you think is going to happen? Obviously, I know a little bit more than you do, but, like, even long-term, what's going to happen? Well, so Victor kills Destiny because his little science experiment, his his job, he didn't do his job. So I think that they're going to have to come back to that, hopefully. I think, uh, I think that Chase and Carolina are going to like kiss, but maybe not. I actually kind of feel like based on this conversation that they're actually not going to date, but they're going to have a conversation about it, but they're not going to actually end up dating or, okay. or you're just, a, you have a really good poker face and I've just decided that that's the truth. Um, okay. I think that Molly is going to get caught using her super strength and they're going to have to figure out a way to control it. Okay. And I think that, uh, Alex will continue to be a cutie pie. (laughs) And what I just want to see, and I hope it comes sooner rather than later is them starting to realize that this isn't sustainable and that they need to get out. Yeah. Uh, they've started to use the term runaways. Oh, runaways. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, they started, in the episode that I just recently watched, they started to use the term runaways to describe the people that the pride sacrifices. So I'm hoping that now that the word's been used, they'll start to talk about it in a different way. I'm hoping the show isn't just going to be like, those are the runaways, you guys aren't the runaways. Then maybe people who don't know the, the graphic novel will be faked out by that. Oh, that I they're see. actually going to start, like, going for it. That's really, I just want these kids to start... Um, I, I want the episodes to shift from the kids just finding out a lot of stuff and like start really taking agency into yeah. like challenging their parents in new ways, which is, which has, or at least figuring out like, not just like, we've got to figure out what's going on, but more like my parents are bad people. They're super villains. Mm-hmm. How do I come back from that? Like, yeah. I think that might be actually the issue that like the problem or a problem with the origin story idea, quote unquote, is because yes, that's a great idea. But, but what that means is that the, like the origin story should be about like why they decide they have to leave, not like all the stuff they find out. Right. Like shouldn't the origin story be about like their emotional journey to becoming runaways, which I don't feel right now, like it's very emotional for them. Like, Nico freaked out and was like, like, I feel like Nico has a lot of emotional background, but everybody else is like, this is weird. I don't want to get in trouble. And it's like, no, your parents murdered someone guys like have a reaction, but maybe that's coming. Yeah. I feel like none of them like really know what to do and they're not really concerned about that. Yeah. Like they're not like, okay, I need to figure out like exact, like 
I yeah. guess like they're they're about finding out exactly what's going on and like the mystery behind like what their parents are doing and not so much figuring out about like what they should do about it. So yeah, I'm hoping it turns more in that direction. Right. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think that would be good. But I think you know you they're building they're world building. I'm only four episodes in. I think that's an appropriate amount of time to spend on that kind of thing. Okay. Well. They spend more. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So I'll keep catching up. And then uh, for our next episode, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of them. Okay. Yeah. I'm ca- I don't actually work today. It's really like a random weekday off. So I think I might just make it a lazy Friday and watch the next episode and stay in bed where I currently am right now. And well, it's, also, really know- it's also like 11 o'clock where you live. In the morning, because I made you yeah, Skype in the, in the morning. It's like almost noon. I was like, see um, you at 10 a.m. <laughs> so awful of me. It's totally fine, because we've been so busy. I'm glad that, and like our, our work schedules don't really line up very well. They so don't I'm glad at that all. we find a time. I don't really care what time it was. And I'm glad that you're not mad at me like you were in. I had a dream that Dana was really mad at me about like the podcast. And no, I'm glad that's not true. I'm never mad at you about the podcast. If anything, I'm mad at myself because Ariel, so basically Ariel always picks what we watch. Like the one thing I picked was the bold type. I think like Ariel's always like, I have an idea for what we'll watch next. And I'm like, that sounds great. And then she'll be like, and then it'll be like the day before we're supposed to record and she'll go, I'll get a message. How many episodes have you watched? And I'll be like, I have not started yet (laughs) every time. So if, if I'm mad about anything, I'm disappointed in myself for my lack of discipline and my lack of worth, work ethic. Like, Ariel is holding the show together by a thin, thin string. <laughs> like, no, your schedule is so much busier than mine. Because, like, I work, like, almost every day, but my shifts are shorter than normal shifts, like, of a normal person. Um, and you have really long shifts, and you have school that you go to. And I just have school true. that I go to online. That's so true. your schedule is much more busier than mine. Well, I really appreciate so, you making excuses for me. That makes me feel good. <laughs> I appreciate you, Dana. Appreciate and you're about to catch a flight. What are you going to do to entertain yourself on the flight? <laughs> uh, probably fall asleep within 30 seconds of being there. Actually, I fly JetBlue and I have a JetBlue credit card, which means that I get 50% off of, I know I'm very fancy. Um, I did it when like Gabe's dad was, um, sick and we like had to fly to California a lot. And so I just got the card because you got more miles, but it also means that I get 50% off of any purchases I make on board. So I can get like alcohol for like $3 on the flight. So I, I usually get crunk on flights unless I have to do homework. I'm sorry. Did you say crunk? I did because I'm 27 and I don't know modern slang. That was like, I was like in middle school for a second. Like, yeah. wow. I'm taking you back, baby. <laughs> I forgot how it existed. My friend who's like considerably uh, younger than me um, asked me about the slang that I, you know, was popular like in like middle school, beginning high school. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I think we didn't really say anything different. And then it, a flood of words came back to me. Did you remember I was like, Hella? You know what Fizz Face is? And he's like, I've never heard of that in my life. And that was so big. <laughs> oh, my God. The Fizz Face. I remember that. Ugh. Northern California is, is a very weird little microcosm of slang. Yeah. How? Oh, my God. The Fizz. I haven't thought about that in years. It was so stupid. 
It was so stupid. Oh, but how I did it. I wanted to be cool. Make an ugly face. And then they put a name to that. And it's like, that doesn't really warrant a name. It's just making an ugly face. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. I think it crunk a lot. now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Wow. Is that not a thing? Oh man. Well, I haven't heard that in so long. Well, this has been a podcast with a couple of people who are so young and vibrant. Join us next really time. Crunk podcast. It's been super crunk. Yeah. It's lit. So, uh, flash your thiz faces, everybody, and uh, bye, bye.